0: Hello everyone, I am Trucker Doug, and welcome to today's episode of Don't Get Me Started. How the hell are you? You know, it's beginning to be a theme, I'm kind of enjoying it actually um where uh you know i'm feeling pretty good i I don't really have a a lot to complain about well that's a lie right because there's all kinds of things a lot of which i'm going to touch touch on uh during my little rant here today but as far as you know hour by hour day by day kind of thing um i'm doing pretty well and uh, just in case my, my wife happens to watch this or when she watches this, uh, I'm not talking about, you know, the stupid stuff that people do while they're driving down the road. Uh, I'm not talking about traffic jams. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, backups or hiccups at shipping at shippers or receivers. I'm not talking about that when I say I'm having pretty good day, and I don't have anything to complain about, because, well, that shit's going to happen, and I'm always going to complain about it, and although my wife thinks that um, I put out too much negative energy, and that perhaps I should, uh, you know, be a little more Beverly Hills cop too, or whatever, you know, woosah, Um, and I like to curse and holler and yell well really because it's just me in the truck no one else can hear me um, you know every once in a while i'll i'll, I'll flip someone the bird you know but it's usually once they're way in front of me and i know they're not looking in the rearview mirror to see what the hell i'm doing or you know so usually when i scream and holler and piss and moan uh, no one hears it right it falls on deaf ears uh the only one that Involved is me, and I like to do that because I believe that it's a release, it's a venting mechanism that I have to uh, I get it out right, I exercise those demons, and uh, you know, so that way they don't fester. Because uh, like I don't want to say most, I'm gonna say a lot of, of, of men my age and, and older. Um, uh, come from a, um, a, a a slightly different, you know, generation, a different mindset. I am also um, a big fan of the uh, very healthy. Uh, how do I say, uh, you know, like belief system that um, uh, men are supposed to you know compartmentalize their problems you know and you know you don't really deal with them you know or 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 talk them through you know what I mean just 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 shove them down you know what I mean open up that box that you put all your shitty problems in and just flip the lid just long enough to throw them in there and then bam shut it because you know you don't want you don't want any of that shit leaking back out right so um yeah that's that's another way I like to deal with, um, with things that, uh, ah, things I don't like, things that are uncomfortable, uh, things that make me, you know, make me sad or, or angry. So yeah, two ways. One, I vent and when venting doesn't work or isn't enough, like I said, I take the healthy approach that practically every grown man my age knows and practices, just shove that shit down. Save it for another day. You know what I mean? Like there's gonna come a time when, you know, you you might you might need some rage on tap, right? And it's there. That's what that little ticking time. <laughs> excuse me. That's what that little ticking time bomb. You know, just tick 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 tick. tick. That's what that's there for. In case you need it, you know? It's like that old adage, right? The better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Now, I'm sure that Jordan Peterson would tell me that I'm completely full of shit and I have no idea what I'm talking about and that I probably should spend several hours or weeks or months or years um, going through some therapy and working some shit out but um well i'm not talking to jordan peterson right now am i so but the point is is that if you don't have that inner rage right like a lot of people uh especially the youngsters nowadays right everybody's so all in touch with their feelings and and you know uh you know what they want and you know, whether there's something triggers them, and, and if they do, then, you know, you should tattle on somebody or, you know, write up a poster and stand in front of someone's house and, you know, wear stupid hats, etc., right? Well, you're letting all that rage out. You're not really mad, right? I mean, like, like uh, anyhow, my, my point is, even though I probably don't really have one, it's just that's why I do what I do. Now, my wife doesn't like it, but eh, my wife can be. She can take care of her wife, my, herself, and Trucker Doug will take care of Trucker Doug. That's what I'm talking about. Yeehaw. So anyway, um, let me meander myself back to what I was saying, is that I'm doing pretty good. Don't really have a lot to complain about. Um, I was home for... Uh, feel like a, a a hotel commercial like two nights one day right um over the weekend uh i was down in kentucky at the uh, end of last week and uh saturday well no, friday i was i was up in cincinnati and uh actually hebron kentucky to be specific uh which is south of cincinnati okay uh if you live in kentucky or in cincinnati you know that i'm telling the truth but anyway I delivered a load in hebron and then saturday morning i had to go to uh moorhead kentucky and pick up a load of uh well i thought it was just going to be produce, or it was going to be mixed produce but it wasn't it was specifically it was all tomatoes and the reason that i'm boring you with some of these details is because the location that i picked up at and i'm going to leave their name out of it not because they're a bad place uh well i don't want to give free advertising and they're not paying me. so. But um, just in case my views and their views don't align, um, they are funded in part by BlackRock. Uh, BlackRock's the number three uh, largest shareholder. I did look that up while I was there. So um, I uh, I don't think that my ESG score is high enough um, for BlackRock to approve. But uh, So, yeah, we're going to leave their name on it. But the cool thing, and the important part is, is that this place was, hands down, the largest greenhouse I have personally ever seen, okay? Now, there wasn't a placard or a sign up, you know, or, you know, like like they have, like, you know, national landmarks or monuments um, that, you know, that said anything about this place so i had to uh wait until i was done being loaded and i had this you know i don't know good maybe five ten minute conversation with the gentleman who loaded me and he was sharing some facts with me uh, about the place anyhow this greenhouse 64 acres is how big of an area that greenhouse covers right and um, at this particular location they they only grow tomatoes which was amazing right because the and then when he was I don't remember all the numbers and because I don't have a tape measure or a picture of this place to show you uh, I'm not going to get into uh, like even guessing how many tomato plants but it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands of plants, minimum. I mean, like on, on low, hundreds of thousands. Uh, I would dare say maybe close to a half million. But anyway, and he said that uh, you know it's all it's all run on a hydro system, right? And uh, he said that they have the the little baby tomato plants uh, brought in, and um, he said that's the only time really that they shut down is when they're when they're bringing in. When they you know when they call the the old crop and then they, they bring in the new ones anyhow the, the little babies baby tomato plants are brought in uh, I, I thought he said from Canada anyhow they're brought in and then they set it all up anyhow he said that, uh, that the plants grow up to like 30 feet tall and they have this really cool kind of a cable pulley system where as the plants grow, grow grow taller uh they they hook them to this uh, pulley system and as they grow taller they they kind of hoist them up like a flag and um, anyhow then when they start harvesting them you know they pick the the lower fruit first and then they start lowering the plant back down so they can get the rest of the uh, tomatoes it it was really amazing Uh, and they have their own pond um, so they recycle upwards of like 90 percent or more of their of their water uh or they recycle all of the water that they can right obviously some of it is going to be lost to evaporation especially in the summertime when they when they open the the roofs of the greenhouse um you know to let air in and out so to speak but they have this 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 great big pond um that uh, i'm assuming a lot of it's to collect uh probably runoff Um, and rainwater and then they have from i don't know if it's actually a reverse osmosis water system but something like that is what they have so they recycle all of their water Uh, so it's very very uh, earth friendly you know what i mean um so i can i I can see why you know like people like BlackRock uh were uh, I, i bet you this company has a high esg score is what I'm getting at but it was very cool Uh, definitely as far as I can tell probably the future of farming Uh, although I bet it was ridiculous money like probably tens uh, tens of millions of dollars just to build this place but uh, it was really cool and I was just in my head I was thinking you know God if they could do this here imagine if they could take this same concept right or the same thing and they could maybe move it to areas where um, you know where where there isn't good soil or you know uh, you know because in a greenhouse you can kind of regulate the temperature you know what I mean so anyhow so I was down there got to see that I was I was pretty impressive and then so uh, that was Saturday morning and I drove up to uh, uh, Livonia, Michigan, to a uh, uh, a produce uh, distributor, I guess warehouse, right? Um, like a hub and over in Lavonia. and um, anyway, uh, I was supposed to unload that Saturday night, right? They expected me there around eight. I got there a little after seven. And um, anyway, they were supposed to unload it then. And then I was, uh, I didn't have a load uh, for Sunday. So I was like, hey, I called up Miss Julie, you know, said, hey, unless you got plans, you know, I think I'm going to come home. And uh, as it turns out, this uh, facility that I was delivering to was like 18, 20 hours uh, or more behind schedule. So uh, they let me drop the trailer, and, uh, well, I, I just bobtailed the house, up or bobtailed the truck, the old Mac Bulldog, uh, up to the yard where I parked the truck uh, when I'm home. And I, I got to spend, uh, like I said, two nights and one full day Sunday at the house. Uh, so that's good, right? I got to see my wife. I like to see her because I don't get to see her all that often. And I got to see my boy, and uh, he's uh, recovering nicely from a little um, bicycling uh, accident that he had. Uh, I'm not going to embarrass him um, and tell any of you how this happened. Uh, I'm just going to say he was doing this new cool trick, which that's an absolute freaking lie, but that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And anyway, uh, we thought he sprained his ankle because it was all swollen up. And it turns out, um, from the road rash, he got a little bit of an infection. And so anyhow, bam, took him to urgent care. Well, I didn't, but, uh, Julie did and, uh, got him on some antibiotics and, uh, wrapped it up and anyhow, all is doing well. The is going down and I expect a full recovery in about a week or less. So what else? I got to see the dogs, um we, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm, I'm sure that I have, but we got, uh, uh back in the fall, we, um, well, at the end of August last year, uh, our dog Zoe died. And, um, uh, anyhow, and then I want to say September, October, uh, we got, uh, three German shepherd puppies, um, basically because we're gluttons for punishment. But, um, they are uh, eight months old now, and uh, the boys 60, 65 pounds. Um, the, the two girls, they're in the, in the mid to high 50s. so they they don't quite have the, uh, the girth that he has um, you know, but anyhow, they're all doing well as well. And um, yeah, that was the weekend home. And then this morning I uh, went down, grabbed my trailer, and uh, the load that I'm carrying now, I deliver here in um, uh, Byron Center, Michigan, uh, tomorrow morning. load of meat. A very light load of meat, which is freaking awesome. Like, I really need to try to work at um, only picking up, like, loads that are 10,000 pounds or less. Because my fuel economy goes through the roof. Like, I think I was getting 6.8, 6.7 miles to the gallon. The whole way over here. Now, now conversely, when I, uh, I reload tomorrow uh, out of Lowell, Michigan, I'm going to go down to Fairfield, Ohio. I think that's going to be like a 32,000-pound load, if I remember right, uh, from talking to the broker this morning. Uh, yeah, my fuel economy had dropped down to, you know, 5, 7, something like that. So uh, that's no bueno, especially with, uh, you know, with the fuel prices, thank you, Joe Biden. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, on behalf of, of of you watching and, and all Americans, um, I would like uh, if anybody from the White House, which I'm sure they do, I'm sure they tune into every episode of Trucker Doug. Um, we all would like to thank you for um for the uh, for the higher than than than. Fucking should be fuel prices, you know. But hey, right, like, uh, I don't remember who said it, but, but we're Americans, right? We can afford to pay a little more for, uh, you know, fucking everything, you know, is what it is, I guess. Um, let me see. So I now that I've bored you to guess for the last 18 minutes, um, let me see. Let's, let's talk about the economy because i keep reading uh articles um from uh uh you know like on the on the news and whatnot sorry i'm going to try to adjust the lighting a little bit because it is getting darker and um well i don't i just don't quite get the uh right amount of lighting in the truck as i would like so Anyway, I I keep reading these articles, you know, like a month or so ago, it was, you know, things were, it wasn't going to be that bad, right? Uh, Well, especially the shit coming out of the White House, Um, you know, and, you know, the government's doing everything it can to, uh, you know, to bring prices down. And and it's not the government's fault, right? It's, it's the, uh, it's Russia's fault, you know, mainly, you know, with the. Putin price hike I, I love that um, as if as if Russia invading Ukraine or Vladimir Putin have anything to do with the increase in well most of the shit that we buy here in America right? because they do, it has nothing to do with that alright like And don't let anybody tell you different either because as far as energy goes, you know, uh, oil, natural gas, stuff like that, we get, we import less than 10%. I I think it really trickles in around 6-7% of our oil and or natural gas comes from Russia, okay? Um, And... As far as I can tell, Ukraine, right, um, at least on a global scale, they, they they produce a lot of wheat, right? So I, I could see maybe where, um, or I, I think wheat's their largest export. So I could, well, besides, <coughs> excuse me, besides oil and natural gas, but they sell all that shit to, to Europe. Right. So um, but, you know, on, on a global market, right, the I, I think they're Ukraine's largest export is wheat. And so, you know, so maybe I could see that affecting, you know, uh, you know, the price of, you know, corn flakes or or you know, Chex Mix or whatever a little bit, you know. Um, but outside of that, Putin ain't got shit to do with this, you know and that little bit that we did get from Putin, right? Um, if that's bottlenecking the the supply, well, oh gee whiz. Our government could fix that if they just turn back on the pipeline from Canada. Because in case you all didn't know it, right? For all of those for any of you who are the 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 you know, the the go green tree hugging type um, which don't get me wrong, I love trees. I, lo- I like green when it's on grass, you know, and on leaves and stuff. But um, the uh, the oil is still coming down from Canada. Okay, don't think that like we just stopped importing that nonsense instead of it flowing through that big pipeline, well, no, now uh, it's being brought down in tankers, tanker trucks, on diesel-chugging semi-trucks. That's how it's getting down here, right? So before, it was running through the pipeline, and that didn't put off any CO2 emissions, right? None of that it just came down through the pipeline. But Joe Biden, and in his infinite uh, child-sniffing uh, uh, wisdom, decided that uh, the United States was going to lead the world and screwing its citizens over and shuts pipeline off. And then, then he shut down construction of the Keystone Pipeline, which that would have added even more, um, and which would have resulted in, 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 well, less oil being brought in by trucks which use diesel. So uh, we're, we're actually causing more pollution now um, because he shut off the pipeline. Uh, than we were if he would have kept it open. So you know that's cool, but my point is, is that uh, uh, he likes to keep referring uh, to the, uh, the you know the Putin price hike, and uh, well, it just it's not true. It doesn't really have anything to do with it. Now I will say that the part of it that that does affect right. Uh, it, it is having an impact on on the on the pricing is that well now Europe is demanding uh, oil and energy resources from the global market right because um, if my going off memory I want to say that Europe gets upwards of forty percent maybe a little more than that forty five percent. Of its oil and natural gas from Russia, and uh, well, they're not getting that anymore, right? Because the, you know, NATO and uh, the rest of the, the civilized jackasses all got together and said, "Hey, let's impose these sanctions on Russia, so that they can't they can't buy anything, they can't sell anything, and um, and then we'll cripple their economy that way." Which, which is really a kind of a dick move because, really, your only people you're screwing over are the Russian people. And as um, well, far as I can tell, probably pretty much just like any other idiot that starts a war, you know, we get involved. We were in one for 22 fucking years over in the Middle East, right? And it didn't really affect, you know, I mean, like, the American people... We didn't really want to be over there, you know. You you rewind the tape back to, uh, you know, September eleventh, um, you know, two thousand one. You know, we, uh, yeah, when 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 we thought that that the whole, you know, bombing the World Trade Centers, crashing planes into them, you know, when that was when we believed that that was all orchestrated by, you know, some old dude hiding out in a cave in Afghanistan, right? And, uh, you know, because that's what George Bush told us. And so it had to be true, right? And, uh, you know, we were all like, yeah, yeah, go get him. And, you know, remember, like, George Bush, that was going to be shock and awe, right? And the... Only thing shocking about it was that how long it took to get all the resources over. And then the only awe was how awfully the uh, the plan was put together, right? I mean, it, like, it literally, he came out and said, we're coming to get you. We will hunt you down. And then we didn't do shit. It took, like, almost 12 months. For us to get over there well that's not that the only like i said the only thing shocking is how long it took you know to actually get over there you know it's like yeah i'm gonna kick your ass i mean not today but when i'm ready then i'm gonna come fight you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna go train for a while and then when i've, I've learned some jiu-jitsu and some, I brushed up on my boxing. Then I'm gonna come back, and then we're gonna fight. That—that's basically what what George Bush did, right? So, anyhow, so uh, you know, he puts us over there in the Middle East, right? Because, and Americans got behind that shit, right? Because, you know, a little over five, six thousand Americans died that day. You know, you uh, ended up knocking down two, three buildings. Uh, if you count that third little one, which wasn't anywhere near the towers, but somehow that uh, that imploded, um, you know, and no plane hit that. Oh, then there was the Pentagon, so that's four buildings, you know. But they didn't destroy the Pentagon; they, they just knocked out a knocked out a few windows and whatnot. But uh, anyhow, the point is, is that we were we were all kind of behind that, right? We were supportive. Go America. But then as this shit dragged on, right, and, uh, you know, they they went over there. They couldn't find, right, we went over there for that, right? That's what we were told we were going over there for, right? And then we invade Iraq, which, to this day, I still can't figure out what the fuck we were doing in Iraq because Iraq didn't have anything to do with it. Saddam was happy, right? He was being... Uh, the He was being the very evil dictator that we set him up like 40 years prior, 30 years prior to me. Like he was doing his job, you know, um, he uh, sometimes he got a little overzealous, right, um, you know, gassing his own people, you know, doing evil shit. Right. But he kind of kept the the Middle East in check. Right. There was no no Taliban, no Al Qaeda when uh, when old Saddam was in power. And uh, well, that's simply because he he hunted them down and killed them. Right. Um, He was in the Middle East. He was the big dick in the locker room. Uh, and that's just the way that was going to be. And I forgot that I didn't do this. So hold on one second. I am going to turn this on to uh, airplane mode so that I don't get any more uh, interruptions. Yay. So anyhow, uh, right, so so uh, then we went over and we beat up Saddam, tore down his statues, and, um, killed him well we didn't kill him we sent him into hiding and then we finally killed him right because he was there was no place for him to run and we we stole all his money or took it okay patriated it and um well then we had to go over into afghanistan right because remember we didn't go over there because of saddam we went over there because the uh osama bin laden the mastermind uh behind the 9-11 attacks right so By the time we got over to Afghanistan, we, as the American people, were like, hey, uh, it's taking a little longer than what you guys said it was going to take, right? And uh, Well, anyhow, so then they ended up uh, getting him, uh, you know, the Navy SEALs. You guys have seen the movies, read the books, um, and uh, anyway, somehow or another uh, put together the most lethal, most elite SEAL team that's ever existed, uh, the finest, most professional, the most precise, the absolute best warriors that this country has ever seen, going after supposedly the most wanted terrorist on planet Earth that had was able to orchestrate a very complex terrorist attack on the World Trade Centers in New York from a cave, right, and some video cameras. Um, In fact, Trucker Doug has better uh, uh, studio setup than uh, Osama bin Laden had. But anyhow, so apparently this this, this cave-dwelling old man that had this wealth of information somehow... The again, the most badass, most elite group of soldiers we have ever assembled to do absolutely anything ever, um, they were unable to, uh, to, uh, to capture him alive, right? They, they, they shot him in, in, in the fucking face so that he was almost unrecognizable, right? I'm not saying that sounds a little fishy, but I smell tuna, okay? Anyway, so they kill him, throw him in the back of the Black Hawk, and they exfil the hell out of there, and on the boat ride home, bringing Osama's supposed corpse back to the United States, President uh, Barack Hussein Obama, decided that it would be in the country's best interest for our healing that we discreetly, secretly, in the dead of the fucking night drop this body overboard into the ocean, never to be seen ever again. That sounds a little fishy to me, and you're thinking, hey, Trucker Doug, you seem to have gotten off track. You went off on a little tangent, and you would be correct. That's what I do best. The point that I was getting at is that during 9/11, we, the American people, were we were all gung ho about this, you know, doing good things for America with our with our awesome military, right? And after a while, it grew old, right? So in the beginning, right, it would have been a shitty thing to do. For people to punish us for, you know, you know, for something that the, uh, well, one, the bad guys supposedly deserved. And, um, uh, you know, again, sanctioning Russia, only going to hurt the Russian people. Now, I I don't know. I haven't been to Russia. Um, I've never, the farthest I've taken the truck is Anchorage, Alaska. I don't think that I could make that trek um, from Alaska. Uh, maybe if that ice bridge—I don't know if that's still there—I um, probably have some some uh, some passport issues. You know what I mean? Um, little customs, immigration, and I, I don't think the truck is set up to be driving in that kind of weather. You know, because I'd have to go across Siberia. So I've never been there. Is the point? Okay, so I, I don't know what the Russian people really think. Um, like most of you, all I can go on is what I see on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, the New York Times, etc. I, I don't really know, okay? But when we put all these sanctions on Russia, in my opinion, the only people we're really screwing over are the Russian citizens. have nothing to do with this war okay just like our men and women even the ones that you know that volunteered to serve right they didn't probably want to get into a 22 year war um, over in the Middle East but that's what our government told them to do so that's what they did and I'm just assuming that a lot of the Russian soldiers are going through the same thing right they probably when they enlisted or they signed up to serve in the, in the Russian army, right? They probably weren't thinking that, oh, hey, in a year or two, we're probably gonna invade our neighbor Ukraine, right? So um, anyway, there's that. And from what I can tell, the, the casualty count, the body count uh, suffered, at least by the Russians, um, the Russian military, right, is much higher than, than ours was, say, uh, during the, uh, the war over in the Middle East, right? Um I mean, yes, we lost a lot of people, a lot of people got injured. I'm not, I'm not making light of that, but the body count for that whole 22 year war was incredibly low, well, because well, we're America, damn it. And we got really good at, uh, at kicking ass, right? How's that what's that old saying go? Like you don't make uh, you don't win wars by dying for your country. You win wars by making the other guy die for his. Uh, So, anyhow, we got really good at that. And um, uh, anyhow, so if I believe what's on the news uh, and what I see on social media, uh, apparently Russia, uh, it's, it's not been the easiest conflict for them. So you've got mothers of these soldiers who are dying back home that are suffering. And anyhow, with all the sanctions, we've made the people... The citizens of Russia. We've made their lives shittier. Right? Putin's rich. all right Just like the rich people that live here, or the rich people that live anywhere else in any other country on this planet, the rich folks always seem to do pretty darn well. Right? They don't have they don't seem to suffer that much. Um So anyhow, there's that, right? So and I was talking about the fuel, right, and shit like that. Now, one thing that, um, oh, so we were to get back to the fuel prices or the energy prices, right? So now these these countries in Europe, <laughs> you didn't think I'd make it back there, did you? Um, right, they have to look for energy sources uh, on the global market, right, since um, they're not getting it from Russia, and they used to get upwards of 40 45% of their energy from Russia. Right. And even the ones that that want to get it from Russia, um, like Finland was the latest country. This was like a week or so ago. Right. Russia turned off the tap because Finland refused to pay in Russian rubles. And I don't know if they wanted to pay in, in. I don't know what Finnish dollars are called, but I don't know if they wanted to pay in Finnish currency or if they if they wanted to pay in American dollars. But because we've seized or whatever. However they do that on a, on a, on a world scale, right? Um, anything that's, any monies that would be given to Russia, like transferred by a bank or something, apparently they can just snatch that shit. So Russia, uh, about a month or so ago, came out and said, hey, if you want to buy stuff from us, you got to pay us in Russian rubles. Um, that way, you know, their economy doesn't continue to tank. Um, I, I'm probably not going to gain a lot of money a lot of friends by saying this but uh, I for one thought that was kind of funny um, it was a it was a smart move you know um, so uh, you know and when I say smart move before too many of you get pissed off at me right like I think although I don't agree with it I I, I think that the nonsense that the the far-left uh, in, in our country and, like, the, the overwhelming majority of the Democratic Party. I think that the shit they've been able to pull off with, like, uh, the the censoring of, like, you know, silly stuff. Like, facts and the truth. Uh, the way they were able to, uh, you know, uh, dominate social media. Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know, they were able to silence uh Opposing opinions and opposing thoughts, uh, the way they were able to to ballot harvest and 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 do all that shady shit with the elections that they did, and um, you know, in the in the things that they're doing now, right? Like, I, I give them credit for a job well done, right? Like that takes a set of that takes a set of balls to even attempt something like that, let alone, for the most part, pull it off, right? So, like, for example, even the that shit. What was his name, Mook? I can't remember his first name. Uh, but that dude, that that was he a lawyer or something? Campaign strategy guy or a campaign dude? Real quick, the only thing that I will advertise uh, is this, uh, this bubbly water. This particular brand is their uh, coconut pineapple. It's absolutely amazing. If anybody from bubbly is listening or catches wind of this, my only request would be maybe, maybe just throw another drop or two of pineapple in here. Aside from that, it is an amazing beverage. I was just at the grocery store over the weekend, and um, I bought 16 cases of this stuff. And then they, I saw that they came out with a raspberry, and I, I bought like six or seven of those because I, I didn't know if I was really going to like it. And then, But I, I was talking to my wife, Miss Julie, while I was at the store. And I was like, ooh, maybe I should buy more because, you know, I've never met a raspberry that I didn't like. And, um, well, that ended up being the truth. I, I should have bought more. But uh, the the, the uh, coconut pineapple bubbly sparkling water. right? zero calories, zero sodium. Um, it's just water with an amazing coconut and pineapple flavor. Um, anyhow, so end of advertisement. But I was thirsty. You were going to see the can. So. They get a three. Uh, they get a free plug. Amazing product. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was talking about how good of a job the the Democrats, the left wing nutcases, right, the, the George Soros uh, jackasses, right. Uh, I mean, you gotta give credit where credits due, right? They did a really good job. Again, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I don't like any of it not the direction that it, it, it puts the it's, it's it's turned this country in um, the direction the trajectory that we're still taking uh, none of this am I okay with but they did a masterful job and they did such a good job that no one is going to get in trouble for any of this like no one right they, they they'll talk on the news, um, you know, every now and again about, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Durham, right? He's doing his investigation. And like I said, this MOOC guy, I I, seriously, I, I forget his first name, right? But but he came out and said, like admitted in testimony, like sworn testimony, that uh, it was Hillary Clinton that green lit, like she was the one that said, okay, take this fabricated, made-up story uh, about Donald Trump and Russian collusion and and take that to the media and then let the media run the story without fact-checking a single word. And then what we're going to do is then we're going to use the media story as our source to start an investigation. I mean, it's brilliant. Like it was ballsy just to even attempt it. One, they attempted it. Two, they actually pulled the damn thing off. Well, I guess not fully, right? Because, um, because Trump won. Thank God. But um, my honest opinion, I don't think that uh, uh, I, I, I'd like to believe anyhow. So if somebody actually knows the truth, just keep that shit to yourself because there, you know, there are some things I just I want to hold on to the beliefs of, you know, like my granddaughter believes in unicorns. I want to believe in just a few things. Right? And I want to believe one of those things is I want to believe that most of America realizes that in the fiery pits of hell, there's Satan, and then just above him in the big chair is Hillary fucking Clinton. Right? And then don't get me wrong, some of her lieutenants and captains are like people like from Monsanto and, uh, you know, organizations like that. But Hillary Clinton, hands down, has to be one of the most evil, filthy, disgusting human beings ever to walk planet Earth. I think that most of us can agree with this, and I believe that, even with their Trump collusion nonsense, that's why she lost in 2016. Okay, but not to detract from the point I was making, the the set of balls that that took to orchestrate and implement that plan, right? And now that it's all coming to to light not maybe not all of it, right? But now that it, a good chunk of it's coming to light and we know now for fact that none of that shit was real, it doesn't matter. We wasted tens of millions of taxpayer dollars, right? How many investigators was it? how many was it 40 plus FBI agents were involved in this over what? Almost over a four year period. And for them to, and then we went through the sham impeachment, which that cost more money, right? Fucking sidetracked a whole nation, right? Could hardly get shit done because everybody was talking about this. And then now that it's all done and over with, the truth comes out. And we learn that, yeah, it was all a lie, it was all fake. Point is, is that no one's going to get in trouble for this. No heads are going to roll. No one's going to go to jail. No one's going to have to resign, right? In fact, the number of promotions that probably came out of that bullshit is probably staggering. Right? But that's how, that's how federal government works, right? If you're a piece of shit of an employee and you work for the federal government, it's practically impossible to get fired. Once you're in, right? More often than not, what'll happen? Like, if you work in a certain agency or a, you work in a certain department inside of a certain agency, and you're just a big pos, right? Of an employee, like you suck at your job, and, and your bosses and your boss's boss and that person's boss, they all want you gone because you're you're you suck. It's almost impossible for them to fire you. So what they'll do is they'll figure out some some way, some manufactured way, bullshit way to promote you, so they can send you to another department or another agency altogether, right? So that that's how the federal government works, right? So no one's going to get in trouble, right? Fast forward to the twenty twenty election. Right? All this shit with the Hunter Biden story. Right? Remember, we were told, ah, oh, that's not, that's fake news, fake news, fake news. That That's Russian disinformation. Right? That's because, you know, Trump is Putin's puppet. Yes, sir. It's all fake. Russian bots, Russian hackers, you know, Russian oligarchs. Russia, Russia, Russia. Right? It's not real. Joe Biden and his crackhead prostitute using fucking sun. Dude, they're right up there with the Pope. They are squeaky clean. Nothing to look at here. Right? Now, a couple years later, and it didn't even take two years, right? It was like a year later, they started finding out, oh, yeah, every bit of that shit is real. 100% true at the news killed it, right? The social media sites killed it. If you, uh, you got banned from Twitter, you got kicked off or put in uh, the Facebook gulag, right? If you even mentioned anything about, you know, if you put on your tinfoil hat and started preaching about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop conspiracy, ha. That's it. You were silenced. You were snuffed out like a cheap cigarette. I'm not even talking about one of those good roll-your-own cigarettes. I'm talking about one of those cheap ones that you get at the, at the gas station, at you know, some podunk town, like in the bottom shelf, where they got the stickers on them, you know, buy one pack, get five free because they're old and they should have been thrown out. You, your cancer gets cancer. That's how shitty those cigarettes are. That's the kind of cigarette that got crushed out on that story, right? And, and now, like I said, it, it, we're realizing that it's all true, every 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 bit of it. Think anybody's gonna get in trouble? No, no, they won't. Uh, Hunter Biden will never see a day in jail, and even if he did, good old child-sniffing Joe, he'll uh, he'd undo that. You know, uh, in the name of, you know, our father Barack Obama, right? Probably pull some of his strings. Anyway, so again, they realized that they they can get away with anything. Uh, I don't know if any of you watched that movie uh, Two Thousand Mules. Um, actually, there's there's. I'm almost ashamed that I, I paid for that because it. Uh, I, I'm, I guess I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out. Dinesh D'Souza could have done a, a much better job. In fact, there are some uh, much more thorough, much more uh, informative, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to call them documentaries, but, you know, uh, that you can find on, like, Rumble and, and YouTube and stuff like that. That, uh, from the people that actually did the investigating um, that talked about the, the ballot harvesting and um, the casting of all these these, these illegal ballots um, during the 2020 election. OK, um, I, I will say that for the longest time, I uh, right after the election, I was I, I was I was pissed at Trump. I was not happy because uh and some of this, I'll still stand behind. Um, I, I think Trump took his eye off the ball. Um, I think from day one, um, he—I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been himself. Be—he could have be him, you know, Trump be Trump, but do it a little more presidentially, right? Don't go out of your way. Or he didn't have to go out of his way to uh, to inflame and piss off as many people as he did, right? That he had, he knew going, he knew before he took the oath of office that any chance the fake news media had to twist his words, to edit his videos, to you know put negative light on anything he said or did. They were going, at every opportunity, they were going to leave it that opportunity. And then they were gonna run it on 24-hour news cycles, right, and just flood the airwaves with their convoluted message about President Trump. And he knew that going into it, so I, I, I always thought and said, that um, he should have conducted himself with that in mind. That that he should have known that they were going to do this, and every time he got in front of a microphone or a TV camera, that um, again, say what you want to say, just let it go through that one little filter, you know, and and make your make your statements bulletproof. Because to me, that would have been that would have been beautiful if he would have if he would have made the shit he said bulletproof like you couldn't attack it like as soon as he said something and then he was like oh you know what i could see where maybe some people might might think that's offensive like you know like hey you know don't get me wrong folks i'm not saying that all the people that come from mexico are rapists and murderers cuz they're not 99% of them are, are freaking good people they want the same stuff as all americans want however there's this You know, this small percentage, whether it be 1% or a half a percent or whatever, or maybe even 10%. I don't know. But there's some bad elements, and those are the ones we need to stop. You know what I mean? Like, tweak some of those comments. So I was mad at him for years, like pretty much, especially when he lost in 2020, because I just thought that if he just would have maybe let somebody else handle his Twitter account, like like he could have said, like, hey, Phil, I don't want to tweet this. Phil's like, roger that, Mr. President. And then Phil would have taken um, what the president said and then, you know, spit and polished it a little bit and made it, uh, made it a little less inflammatory, you know what I mean? Made it a little more bulletproof against the uh, mainstream media. Um, that's the kind of stuff I was mad about Trump for, but I was also in denial about, um, how widespread all this ba- ballot harvesting bullshit really was. And, uh, and like I said, I watched, uh, I, you know, I read some stuff online because I have some friends that are, uh, um, that delved into this. Right. And, um, And they'd been telling me, no, 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 this happened, this happened. And then uh, when uh, that, you know, Dinesh D'Souza's uh, documentary came out, you know, 2,000 Meals, and I realized how they did this, right? And then I watched subsequent videos of the people who actually did the investigation. It's sickening, right? And as Americans, we should be mad regardless of which party or which side did this, Okay. Like, it's easy, you know, like, when you're a Patriots fan to, you know, look past the fact that, you know, that Tom Brady supposedly deflated the football so he could grip them better in, uh, you know, cold, wet weather, you know, to help win a game. It's easy to be like, yeah, we don't care, Tom Brady, Patriots, you know, but... We shouldn't want that to happen. And, Tom, in case you ever happen to hear of this, um, I'm a big fan. All right, I'm just using that as an example, a little bit of a joke, a little levity, okay? Um, the same thing with this ballot harvesting shit. Right? We shouldn't want that. right? Even if you're a Democrat, you, you shouldn't want to win that way. You know, winning by cheating sucks. Ask Lance, ask Lance Armstrong. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it's not worth it, you know. Well, I mean, if you're a, a Democrat or a left-wing liberal nutcase, it's worth it, right? Because, well, if you're one of those people, you're fucking crazy. And, uh, yeah, you'll do shit at that, that any means necessary. But, um Yeah, that's not good, right? I mean, that in itself, you know, strikes right at the heart of our democracy, you know, um, which that's another thing that pisses me off. People, please, please stop calling us a democracy because we're not. We're a democratic republic, which is different. You want to know why we're not a democracy? Because democracies very much like socialism, don't effing work. Right? I know this because at the Trucker Doug household, there is me, Miss Julie, and the Prince Noah Christian. Okay? Now, I have had the last five, six years to really brand my impression. Um on the prince so oftentimes you know i can get him he's pretty easy to agree with me but my point is like any of you you ever tried uh asking the family hey what do we everybody hungry everybody's like yeah 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 we're hungry all right what do you want to eat right and then everybody just shouts out what they want like try to get a democracy to all agree on one thing it's damn near impossible right and as a parent and if you're one of those emotion-suppressing males that you should be, right, you put your foot down and you say, Look, damn it, we're going to go where Mom wants to go because I said so. And I wear the pants. Right? So the point is, is, democracies, man, they don't work. You can't get. You you couldn't have a vote on everything, right? So. That's our forefathers knew this. That's how they set it up, right? Because they didn't want all the power to be in the federal government because the federal government is basically the same thing as a king. And we just got done fighting, or we didn't, they did, just got done fighting this, this, this horrible war. Like thousands and thousands and thousands of people died, right? fighting this war to gain our freedom from England right so so they didn't want power centralized in, in a federal government they they wanted it spread out amongst the states that's the Republic part okay Republic of states okay so we're all these individual states and for the most part, you know, most states operate, you know, they see kind of eye-to-eye on a lot of things, and then when you get down to the nitty-gritty, there's some things, you know, most things that are illegal in one state are illegal in another state, for example, right, to dumb this down, right. But say the punishment for one thing in one state might be a a little more harsh or a little more lenient than it is in another state, right, like, take uh take texas for example right um i'm just assuming that uh that texas uh, if you go into a store and you just grab a bunch of louis vuitton bags and whatnot and and walk out the door probably going to get in more trouble than you would say i don't know let me just make up a step california maybe right where where you've got a, what is it, at least a $1,000 uh, before they'll even send the cops, um, you know, and then even if then, even if that happens, right, it's a misdemeanor, right? So, but anyhow, most of the, a lot of the states are very, very similar in their laws and the way they do things, okay? Um, and so, like I said, the states are the republic, right? So it's all these different states. But we're all going to come together, and we're going to form a nation, right? So we've got this common goal in mind, right? That way, all like now, all 50 states don't have to have their own army, right? To 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 ward off, you know, uh, you know, potential would-be attackers. Granted, every state has their national guard, but that that's different, okay? Um, right. So, and then the, the, where the democratic part of democratic republic comes in is that the citizens of each state will well they'll voice their opinions, their thoughts, their wants, their needs to their state representatives right and then the state legislature will tweak or create or get rid of laws that those citizens said they want right like and this leads into that you know like people the last two elections right we need to get rid of the electoral college you know the only people that should decide an election is california oregon and new york city not even the state of new york because if any of you have driven more than 100 miles away from new york city Like uh, four years ago, it was nothing but MAGA and Trump flags everywhere until you got around New York City. The whole other 95% of the state, not for all that liberal hippie bullshit, New York City. So I want to tweak that comment, right? That's a reason that, you know, so... Like I said, you you leave it up to the citizens of each state to decide, you know, what kind of taxes they want to pay, you know, what kind of laws they want, what kind of freedoms that they demand. Right? So if California, if the citizens of California, if they're all for, you know, the, the Nazi ish regime and, and, and socialism and exorbitant taxes and they like wildfires and you know, they like overpopulation and they like paying high prices for gas. And 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 if they like, you know, living in areas where it's cheaper to get a, an apartment on the International Space Station than it is to get a two-bedroom, two-bath house in, in Southern California. If they like that, see, then they can vote. They can go to their state legislature and their governor and say, hey, look, this is what we want. We want you to take more than half of our income we want you to tax the shit out of everything we want you to um you know uh start building railroad projects that you're never going to finish and waste billions of dollars uh we don't want you to you know we don't want you to manage the forest anymore um because of uh you know that that triggers people and you know everything's go green and, and, and even though that's going to start horrendous wildfires and, and kill people and wipe out complete small towns, we're okay with that. See, the citizens of California can, can ask the government of California, whom they elected, right? The people from, from Florida don't elect the, the, the state government of California. Californians elect that. Right. They want stupid. They vote for stupid. And then they get stupid. Okay, There are other states that like we want smart. We want good policies. We want good, reasonable laws. We want safe neighborhoods. Right. So they go Florida, for example. Right. And so then they go to their state legislature and they say, look, this is what we want. You know. We want, we want individual freedom and liberty and, uh, you know, we, 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 we want police to, uh, you know, keep our neighborhoods safe and, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's how, you know, the different States operate. Okay. Not all under one centralized federal government, which is what our country has turned into. Right. Uh, thank you, uh, you know, Mr. Roosevelt, for um, uh, for screwing us all over with your bullshit and your 12-year presidency and all the nonsense, uh, you know, just making the federal government bigger and bigger and more intrusive, and, and, and we lost freedoms and we lost liberties, right? And this has just gotten worse ever since then, and... I have no idea where I was going with this, but anyway, so, oh yeah, I was saying to stop calling us a democracy, right? The reason, again, that we're a democratic republic, right? The states are the republic, and inside the states, there's that's where the democratic part comes in, right? So the people of my home state, of Michigan, right, we voice our opinions our wants our needs to our state legislature and our governor and uh, they're supposed to um, do what we ask them to do right we don't want to get involved with what texas does or washington or missouri or connecticut right let them states do what they want to do which since we're talking about this brings me to this roe v wade bullshit and I'm not going to get into explaining uh, going over the whole damn thing again. you if you don't know it, um, you should, especially for Christ's sake, if you're out protesting, if you're one of the the losers that um, is going to uh, violently protest um, in the next day or two uh, when and you know if the uh, the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade at the federal level, um, well, then you're stupid. Just go find a bridge and, yee, you know, or something, right? Go hurt, don't hurt anybody else, right? Because all that's really going to happen, if they follow through with this, the justices are saying, that, look, this really isn't a federal issue. This belongs at the states or at the state level. Let the states decide. Again, let's let the democratic process take full center stage at the state level of all 50 states. And then the citizens of those states can say, hey, we want abortion. We don't want abortion. Apparently, if you live in the state of New York, it's looking like if you have Uh, Mayor Adams way, because let's be honest, right, the mayor of New York City pretty much is the governor, um, or should be, right, according to that retard uh, Mayor Adams, he keeps coming out and publicly saying that, uh, that he believes that a woman should have the right to an abortion up to The day before it's born. Now, I know a lot of you are going to think I'm some kind of twisted sicko when I say this, but I was telling this to Miss Julie the other day. I cannot wait. Like, I've got the bag of popcorn in the microwave. I am just waiting to hit the start button so that I can sit back and watch the shit show that ensues after that. I am waiting. Or some mother that's 8.99999 months fucking pregnant, and to the day before that baby she goes into labor and that baby's born, for her to get with some psychotic doctor and abort that abort that unborn baby, you know, shove that Hoover extension vacuum cleaner up into her uh, and shred that baby limb from limb, suck it out into that plastic. I am waiting for this to happen so that all of you who are over-exaggerating these Roe v. Wade claims, so that all of you people that think that my body, my choice under all circumstances, except when it comes to getting a vaccine, well, then it's not your body, your choice. It's Your body, the government's choice. But when it comes to an abortion, up to the day before that little fucker's born, get it out of here. You know? Waiting for this to happen so that the doctor can go to prison, the mom and the doctor and the nurses and the medical facility that sanctions this bullshit can all go to prison and go to hell and burn when they die. Okay? Because that's taking it to a ridiculous extreme, okay? The technology that we have today versus what we had in 1964, 1965, right? It's day and night difference, okay? You can get a full 4D high-def resolution video of your unborn child kicking, laughing, smiling, sucking his thumb, doing little fetus karaoke. Okay? When before, all we had was that little black and white, little little half moon shaped image and some shit, a little blob in the middle, and the doctor was like, Oh yep, yeah, there's a little dingling. You know? Oh, you can see him sucking his thumb, right? And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, Uh, it looks like one of them inkblot tests, right? Nowadays, we know what happens, right? We we can see the development. Shit, you know, um, my wife's great-grandmother gave birth in a fucking farm field leaned up against a tree, shot that baby out, wrapped it in swaddling clothes, and went back to work. Nowadays, chicks are going to the hospital or the doctor like twice a week, once every other week. You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. right? So we know what goes on. We know what's developing in there. Right? We know at what stage, you know, that like that's a real human being, right? So when you start talking about viability and whatnot. I mean, there are babies. Like when I was born, I was born three and a half months premature. Okay, I was like two pounds, something ounces, some shit like that. Like they brought in, because my family's Catholic, they brought in a priest and read me my last rites they were certain Trucker Doug was not going to make it. Okay? There are preemies born nowadays. Like, even more premature than I was. And how some of these premature babies are addicted to meth and crack. And yet, we still... They're viable enough in that fragile like... Not even halfway done baking in the oven state. That they can survive and become functional human beings. So we're not talking about the same shit. And I believe, as well as just like the Supreme Court believes, that this should be up to the states to decide. Now, what is interesting, since we're talking about this, uh, the, the shitty case that I, I said i wasn't going to start talking about um is that um I, I love now how uh chuck schumer would somebody please please punch that man in the face for me if any of you gets a chance if you're ever visiting the state of new york i, I don't know if he lives in albany or wherever the hell he lives if you just you can see him just bam Punch him in that schnoz of his while he's wearing those stupid glasses. I like it when he wears them all the way down to the tip of his nose. He looks like a complete fucking idiot. Anyhow, you I think it's funny that now now I mean this man's been in politics almost as long as Joe Biden has. And now he wants to he wants to draft legislation. Cram it through in the middle of the night just like we did Obamacare. You know, now he wants to, to draft legislation to make abortion legal at the, uh, at the federal level. And so for all you vagina hat wearing, you know, uh, pro-choice jackasses that are standing outside our Supreme Court justices' homes and threatening their safety and upsetting the lives of their children, right? You should know that any Congress since Roe v. Wade and since Casey right, have had the opportunity to create and pass legislation on this particular issue. But they haven't. And have any of you lunatics ever stopped to ask yourself why they haven't passed legislation? Well, I'm going to give you the, the really watered-down, street-level, stupid trucker-dog answer to that question. It's because it's a divided issue in this country, right? Like, half the people are for it, and like half the people are against it. It's that big of an issue, right? It's not... I mean, if you, if you just believe what you see on social media and what you hear on The View from them old stupid clams and what you hear on CNN and whatnot, but you're going to believe that 75, 80% of the people are pro are, are for abortion, and it's not. If that was the case, the law would have been been drafted years ago, and this would be legal, and there'd be no nothing for the Supreme Court to intervene on. But none of them do this. You know why they don't? Because politicians aren't in the vote-swapping business. Okay, if you're in party A and you have, let's say, I don't know, I'll make some shit up. Like, let's say you live in a country that's got a two-party system, right? There's the A side and the B side, okay? And if, if you're on the A side and let's say you're, I don't know, you're like, you love high taxes and, and you love big government and, uh, and you're, let's say you're, you're, you're extremely pro-choice. Right? Um, at the end of the day, you still get some people that might not agree with all of your views that vote for you. Right? That's, that still happens. So they're not going to sign their name to a piece of legislation that's going to alienate some voters just so that they can keep the votes of the people that they would already have, anyhow. Right? Politicians want all the votes or at least as many as they can get. Okay? That's why big issue uh or that's why big issues, you know, like like abortion, like immigration, right? Homelessness, shit like that, right? This is why these problems are never solved. Right? For the last, I don't know, what, 6 years now, we've just we've heard this this deafening noise about say immigration for example how it's inhumane not to let just anybody who wants to come here come here and, 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 and milk off our resources and we're the the greatest wealthiest country on the planet and we should let everybody in well why don't you just why hasn't congress changed the laws why haven't they um. Why haven't they changed our immigration laws? That's all they would have to do, right? Get together, uh, Democrats, Republicans, you know, libertarians, liberals, right? Whatever, everybody get together. Hey, if we all agree on this, let's pass a law. And bam, anybody can come here. You don't even got to ask. Just walk through the gate. They could do that. But they don't do that because... Half of their voting base isn't cool with that. And they're not going to trade the half that half of their voting base just to get the other half. That's vote swapping. They're not into that. They want all the votes. So what they do is they yap about it when they get in front of a microphone or a TV camera or a... Uh, you know, some uh, Clark Kent's got his little tablet and he's writing shit down, right? And they reach in their back pocket and they grab these catchphrases that they've they've spit and polished, right? They're right in their hip pocket. They can just spit them out anytime they want. You know, uh, Schumer's good at it. Uh, even on the Republican side, uh, Ted Cruz is excellent at it, right? Um, and then they give these 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 politically correct-ish politician responses well you know what I think is I I think this is really an issue that we need to we need to talk about you know we really need to discuss this and we need to invest some resources in it and you know as a matter of fact you know I'm signing a bill myself about creating a bill that will start a committee to form a subcommittee to look into this That's the politician answer that they give because they don't really want to correct the issue. And also, come election time, it gives them something, a platform to talk about. Okay, Something else we can do. This is a fight of our times. Even though with the Roe v. Wade thing, the abortion issue... This is an issue that's been going on for what almost 60 years now, right, Earl? You know, um, <coughs> it's not it's not new. Okay, um, I, I don't can't possibly see what else there is to talk about, right? I and mean, we 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 have all the data that probably should be needed, you know. So. Instead of leaving it up to the courts to decide, why doesn't, why don't our elected congressmen and women, our senators, do their jobs? Anybody ask you, any of you ask yourselves that question? Or is it better just to, to, oh, other well, Trump justices. Or it's so-and-so's justices. Pack the court. Again, let's let's cheat. You know? What's funny is that probably most of you that are okay with cheating when your side wins, you guys are probably okay, but you're probably not okay with with performance enhancing drugs, right? Because that's cheating. Who knows? Anymore with the. You guys are most. A good chunk of people, anyhow, are good with dudes participating in women's sports. Um. You know, no advantage there. We're all equal. This is the time of equity and equality. You know. Well, folks, I am looking down at the timer here, and we are coming up on almost an hour and a half. Um, And I don't know how many of you I've already bored to death, but um, if any of you had hung around long enough to watch all of this, to listen to it, I say thank you very very much again these are my thoughts my opinions they may or may not reflect or be yours but hopefully one or two or hell maybe even all the things i've said have uh maybe rubbed you the wrong way maybe you agreed with them maybe they it will cause you think about a few things you know maybe I've shown a little light in in an area where uh, you didn't see any before and I'm just offering a different perspective on some of these things so again thank you very much for watching please if you have not done done so already uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, you can also find all of my content. Uh, I am slowly getting it all uploaded onto Spotify uh, as well as YouTube. Uh, and I, you know, you guys know I do share them on Facebook. Um, if you uh, check them out on Spotify, you can listen to the audio only version. Um, I know you'd, you'd miss out on seeing my beautiful face, uh, but you know, you win some, you lose some. Anyway, thank you